This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Uh, This week was extremely horrible, um, topping off a more extremely horrible year. Uh, Very, very difficult dealing with uh, Kennedy's second birthday uh, all the way to Christmas. Just was really, really difficult. Um, I thought the pain would be a little bit less this year, but for whatever reason, um, it was actually a little bit worse. Um, And I think that it was because of everything that was going on with uh, me and my son catching COVID, me having it really bad and feeling like uh, my life was about to end. Like that really took a toll on me on top of already trying to deal with the loss of Kennedy and just other uh, other things like uh, work, relationships, friendships, etc. But it... Like, I don't even know how to to explain the difficulty of this week. Um, I think trying to help everyone through uh, to get through the holiday and uh, just really trying to focus on that and not necessarily focus on myself. uh, It really took a toll on me because, like, like I said, I'm making sure that um, everybody is good. You know, uh, my child's mother, the kids, like I'm trying to make everybody um, comfortable and make sure that they're okay. You know, I did have times where um, I would be able to get my my emotions out. You know, when everybody is asleep, I'll be able to uh, to cry it out or deal with whatever I have to deal with on an emotional level. But it's still made for a difficult, a difficult week. I'm just. Um, looking at everything that was compounded on the year and I just um, I'm grateful that it's over because like I don't do um, resolutions at all like I don't I don't do that but I know for me um, next year will be a complete reconstruction of how I move how I uh, deal with people in general how I deal with certain situations uh, who I allow around me or um, in my space whether it's emotional physical or mental because I can't have another year like this um, where I'm focused on making sure everybody is good because nobody is making sure that I'm good and it's natural right like everybody goes through that phase to where you know it's like I'm trying to help I'm trying to be there for everybody and then you have that realization that you can't do that like you have to save some for yourself and I know I've been talking about it um all year but naturally I'm I am a person who wants to make everybody okay I want to make sure that everybody is good especially as a result to people I'm responsible for um and people who I consider like real friends it's I'm just looking at this week like I've already done cried like four or five times, like just in regards to just being frustrated. Like just just the lack of understanding and the lack of uh, empathy that comes my way. And it's it's like I like I've said before on the uh, on the perspective episode, everybody wants. You to look at it from their perspective. And. That's difficult. That's it's difficult because for me, a lot of times I accept that. A lot of times I'm like, all right, cool. That's how you feel. Because I'm a person that with limited emotion, 
I'm like, all right, whatever. And a lot, and I don't, cause I don't care. Like genuinely, I don't care about a lot of stuff. But then as it starts eating at you and you start realizing that, oh no, this is how people are. Like this is what they expect you, like they expect you to allow them to do things for you, uh, uh, to you that could be hurting, could be detrimental, uh, to your, your mental state could be detrimental to you, uh, physically, but because you never really say anything, like for me, I never really say anything because like I said, I'm, I'll isolate. I don't, I don't care about too many things, but I am human. So there is a time, there is a time of year or just a, a time in general where there is a small, uh, there is a small opening in my armor and I'm human. Like I feel it and it, it's, it becomes difficult because like I said, uh, when you are pulling out your accountability of things, you have to break down and see the true, uh, uh, the, the, the truth in all parties. You have to you have to see, you know, the hurt that's being inflicted on you and a lack of understanding. You have to really like, is this a mistake or is this really who this person is? And when it comes down to it really being like, no, that's who that person is, it hurts. It hurts because you got to make a decision right there. Like, am I going to keep on just overlooking that this person is this way towards me or am I going to remove this situation from me in general and just let it be what it is. And for me, like this year showed me that I got to just let it be what it is. Like I can't like, I'm tired of trying to get people to understand the wrong that they've done to me or the pain that they've inflicted on me or the hurt or the confusion. So for me, I have to take this step and say, I, I'm cool. What I mean by that is I'm comfortable with not talking to anybody. I, I, I really am. Like I, like I said, um, I already checked out a, of my group chat. Like I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm not a person who, uh, necessarily needs attention from anybody, uh, especially when, it's not helpful in any way. And as I'm going through this week and it just kind of sitting back and, you know, um, like playing out the year of what has been going on and the people around me or, you know, the conversations that I've had with certain people. And it's just like not next year. And I'm saying that from a place of love for myself. Like, because at some point, you know, you, at some point, you have to give up the idea that people are going to love you in any capacity, um, or they're going to care for you in any capacity outside of, of the normal, you know, the normal, um, politeness. Like people, how can I say this? People, it's a show. It, it like like life is it's a show, and a lot of times people do these theatrics of of wanting to be a family and oh I love you and this that and the other. But behind the scenes, it's stuff is stuff that's like just it's just broken. And for me, I see stuff like that, and sometimes I go through stuff like that, and I'm silent because. 
I'm I'm not a confrontational person as a result to initiating um, confrontation. I am a person who will defend myself and sometimes take it overboard in um, in my defense of 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 a response. But I'm tired. Um, my son asked me. My son asked me, yes, uh, was it last night? Yeah, last night, which was uh, Christmas. Um, he asked me, you know, how I was, how my week was, and I just broke down. And I just had to make him understand because he, he'll be a junior. He'll be a junior this year. So reality is reality, right? And so I had to just let him know that I'm not good, right? A few weeks ago, I told you guys that for whatever reason, I felt outside of myself on um, on a mental level. Like, and I'd never felt like that before, like through this whole process that I've been going with, uh, going through with the depression, anxiety and whatever else at this point. Um, I had never felt different as a result to me as a human being. Like, I never felt uh, weak in my mind. I never felt like um, any any shakiness mentally. It's just normally um, either a super dark fog, like just completely blah, no no sadness, no happiness, just just no uh, uh, emotional excitement or um, or lack thereof. Just in general, so that's when I know, like, all right, cool, um, not cool, but I'm like, all right. I got to remove myself because the fog is here and I don't want to ruin, you know, the emotions. But a couple of weeks ago, I felt different. Like I felt like extremely emotional. I felt extremely aggressive. Um, I was like my short term memory has been bad since I had a stroke. But even even that was even worse than normal. And I was like, y'all don't I can't. I can't feel like this. So I was explaining that to him, um, the importance of making sure that, you know, they are paying attention and they are learning the lessons that they're supposed to learn. Because if my mind goes, I have nothing. The reality of life is that if 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 something happens to me, their life is going to be completely altered. So I told him, I said, I'm not asking you to walk on eggshells or your siblings to walk on eggshells, your mom, my family, your other, your my in-laws or, or ex-in-laws, however you want to phrase that. I'm not asking anybody to walk on eggshells, but the idea of of something happening to me alters everything. I said, and I don't get the same respect, like, especially when people are doing certain things to me, like I said, to keep the peace, I'll be quiet. No matter how uncomfortable it is, I, I, I let it go, right? Because the picture is bigger than me. The idea is to, to break the negative curses um, that have been passed down a generation to generation, but not at the sake of me going crazy, not at the sake of me being hurt, disrespected or what have you. So I'm telling him that and he's asking that he's, he's asking me certain questions and I'm, you know, I'm responding honest because he's at, he's at that age now because he got two more years and reality is going to set in. And I, I, I don't baby him. Um, as a result to learning real life lessons, but I do keep stuff away from him because I don't want him to look at nobody from my perspective. 
whether I'm, I'm, I'm beefing with and or uh, in a disagreement with his mother, um, with with my family, like I said, with his with his mom's family. Like, I don't ever want them looking at nobody from my perspective. So when I'm um, I'm having these type of conversations with him, especially when he's initiating these conversations of that, how you doing? How was your week? You you good? I can't keep saying, yeah, I'm good for the sake of not wanting to get him involved because I got to show him that there are days that I'm not good. There are days that, you know, I'm super frustrated. Like uh, those are, there are days that they're on my nerves and, and, and being in their way and stuff like that. But it's a house full of testosterone. So, again, like I said, many a times I calibrate myself mentally to to understand that, all right, it's all boys up in here. So everybody is trying to find out who's the strongest, who's the toughest. And that's just going to be for the rest of our lives. So I calibrate for that when I'm dealing with are you disrespecting me? Or are you just growing up? Are you disrespecting your brother? Um, taking it too far, or is that a healthy way that you guys communicate with each other and or me? And so as I'm having this conversation with him and letting him know, like, man, I just, I, I, I just feel disrespected a lot of the times. I feel like because I'm not yelling and, uh, and, and, and screaming and, and I'm gonna whoop you and I'm gonna take this and take that. I said, I feel like everybody, like, be trying to walk over me. And then the moment that I'm like, when I stand my ground and it's like, nah, man, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. Like it's this narrative that I'm mean, that I'm grouchy, that I don't like people and this, that, and the other. And it's just like, no, it's not that. It's just like, I'm tired. Because in my mind, you, you're going to see the harm that you are causing, Right. In my mind, you're going to understand that what you were doing is painful. One, because I've said I've said it to you. And two, you could just tell the change in me with certain things, but it never comes. So for me, uh, like I told him, I said after after, you know, weeks and months and days of just feeling a certain way, like you can only take so much before you respond. And like I told him, I'm very proud of who I have become as a person because I used to be like. Uh, I'll hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, and then I'll explode, right? And I mean, like, cussing and yelling and yada, yada, whatever. But in this 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 journey that I've been on to maintain my peace at all costs, um, as things build up, I'm able to have a simple conversation about it. Like, I didn't yell, I, like, I didn't yell Anything. I gave my true emotion, which was I'm tired. And I start crying. And he was he was fiddling his fork because he's so used to me being nonchalant about how people treat me because genuinely I don't care. Because I'm going to be mean. I said a million times before, I'm going to love you because I love you. Or not love you because I don't, not because of how you, how you treat me. I can distance you, but still love you. I can distance, I can distance myself away from you and still, if there's something needed and I'm called on, I can still be there. But the day-to-day stuff for me, if I'm continuously feeling like I'm being hurt and there's no understanding because you refuse, then I got to get away from you. 
So I start crying and I like I was really crying. I was explaining to him like why I was explaining to him the pain of of having to sit down and pull accountability and then have an understanding of, wow, this person really treats you like that and they don't care. They don't care to see that 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 is affecting you in that way. And so uh, I think it was about 30 minutes, maybe 35 minutes that I'm just telling him like, yo, like this is what I, this is what I mean about being open and being honest and being true uh, to yourself and your emotions when I'm speaking on this podcast and when I'm talking to them in general. Yeah, certain things that as kids they shouldn't be having to deal with, but as a result to emotions, like I told them, I told all four of them, I said y'all are so worried about being gay and looking gay and looking emotional and, and all this, like y'all don't even understand the necessity of you having to have emotions. I said, because the more you hold your emotions in, the faster your soul is going to die and you're going to turn into this dark and mean person because you've suppressed your emotions of how you truly feel about stuff at the sake of your friends saying you gay, you this, you that. Now, all of my kids are openly allies to the LGBT community or whatever, but they're still kids and other kids joking. You know, maybe there's some seriousness to the jokes. And um, though my kids are allies, they don't identify as that. So it's difficult for them. So when they're in the house and I'm like, yo, I don't even I don't even see y'all high five like like even do I, the 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 handshake chest. But like, I don't even see y'all do that. I'm like, that's weird to me. They don't have nickname. Like it's, it's weird to me. And so I'm telling them the importance of them having emotions and, 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 and them being able to express them because in my, and I was born in the eighties, you could not express yourself. And so I'm telling my son, like, bro, you, you like, this is what, this is what being a man looks like. Cause I'm going to protect and I'm going to provide and I'm going to be tough when I need to be tough, but I'm going to be vulnerable when I need to be vulnerable. And I'm going to let out the emotion necessary for you to understand that it's okay to just breathe and cry and get it out. It's okay. And so I'm telling him, I said, this is exactly why these are the moments right here that I want to share with the people who listen to the podcast. This is why I say um, Poetic Properties on um, Twitter, Poetic Properties on uh, Poetic Properties Podcast on IG. Like, hit me up. I'm going to be as real as I am on this podcast, as real as I am with my kids. That's how I'm going to be in the conversation because, again, I am here to learn as well as teach. I want to make sure that we are all getting through what we need to get through, you know, in a healthy way and holding it in and blowing up on people is is not the way to do it. And that's what I was trying to explain to him. And after I I, I, I told him, I said, it, it's, it's harsh for me, especially right now when people do things because um, like I'm already not allotted the freedom of emotion in regards to losing my daughter, right? Um, even my oldest daughter in that situation, um, as a father, as a father, you are chastised, disrespected, and looked at weird um, if you have a child that you don't see. And the idea is 
you like you got to fight for that child and and you got to do this. And if you get weak and if you get burnt out and if you get tired and you are unable to fight for that child, you are you're weak. But nobody says. Why is he having to fight? For a child. Like what's really going on? What's the root of the situation? And a lot of people don't say that or see that. And I'm one person and. As a father, it's difficult. So on top of that, losing Kennedy, like I'm supposed to just be cool. I'm supposed to just look at this situation and say, oh, man, because I didn't experience the physicality of the birth. I have no right to have a high level of emotion about the situation. And. I'm supposed to be strong regardless. So I'm supposed to to allow uh, myself to be drugged through the mud and um, and things said about me and be cool with that. For me, whatever I say to y'all a million times, I don't care what anybody says about me. Romantic relationship, friendships, family, whatever. I was there. I was there in whatever argument. I was there in uh, whatever situation, altercation. I was there. Um, I don't have nothing to to hide. I don't have no skeletons in my closet. Like I'm not abusive. None of that type of stuff. So it doesn't bother me. But it's it's frustrating because I eat that all year. I've ate that sentiment for years in regards to my oldest daughter. But it's like when I'm down. When I'm already down. That's when everybody starts dumping on. And as a man, I'm supposed to be okay with that. I'm supposed to be cool. And for the most part. Because I know where I take it if I respond, I know where I take it if I I I, I get active or um, I speak my piece per se. I know where I'm gonna go with it. So since the emotional support is limited, I just I accept it as a growing pain. And in that, there's a lesson, right? Because for me, um, I'm now in the position mentally that because I used to always say without pain, there is no perfection. And ideally, we know there is no such thing as perfection. But that's something that I go by, because if I'm if 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 there is an ultimate completion level out there, I'm going to keep striving for it. And a lot of times when you when when you were trying to level up and 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 go to to the next phase of your life, a lot of times pain is involved because pain is the thing that pushes you over. Um, you can have you can have the 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 push and you can have the idea and you can have the mental strength to to do everything that that's necessary. But a lot of times we get uh we we have a stalemate in between our knowledge and the next phase and the thing that breaks that stalemate is the pain that comes with it the 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 sense of i'm failing because i'm not moving to the next phase uh uh i'm i'm hurting because it's this thing that's blocking me so as that pain begins to build your mind 
your mind not only gets stronger, it starts thinking of different ways to achieve the same goal that you've been trying to achieve. And it's unfortunate in life that we have to have those growing pains. And that starts off with birth. You look at babies, right? As babies uh, from birth to, to, you know, one years old, like it's necessity for them to grow teeth. Because at some point, the the uh, the puree food is not going to be nourishment for them. It's not going to be enough nourishment for them. And they're going to begin to uh, need solids. And in order for you to um, uh, completely process the solid, you need teeth. In order for those teeth to grow, there's pain. And I don't know, you know, if you got, well... I'm certain at this point you guys have have nieces, nephews, kids, grandkids, whatever. And that teething process is hell. It's constant pain. It's constant irritation. It's constant screaming and yelling. That baby is irritated. But that growing pain is necessary to process the nourishment that's going to help them grow. We look at growing pains and and. We see the agitation, we see the hurt, we see the discomfort, but we don't see the necessity of the pain. Even as you are going through puberty and you, you, I'm, I wasn't lucky enough to get that growth spurt, but though you, you see kids was, was five feet, um, before summer, they hit puberty, they, they, they grow another two, three, four inches and now their knees hurt. They, they, they joints are in pain and stuff like that. But that growth is necessary for them to become the, the towering figure that they're supposed to be. So I look at these emotional things that I go through and I, I take them as growing pains. And so I'm looking at the, the uh, I'm feeling the pain and I'm, I'm processing the pain, but I'm looking for the lesson. Because the, the saying what doesn't kill me make uh, uh, makes me stronger is true because you start looking at things and you're like, all right, I got to move different. I have to protect myself a little bit better. I have to understand that this person is not here to to protect me. I have to understand that this person might be here to use me. Um, so I have to be prepared for that. Right. Reason, season, lifetime. You have to be prepared. So. Like it, it doesn't have like growing pains have no gender. Uh. uh a woman has to go through the changes of pregnancy, right? The pain of uh, of your body stretching, like you're 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 literally making a human being from the day to day things that that you do, right? And we take that for granted. What I've learned in, in, in viewing pregnancies from the outside in, your body got to be conditioned for that. I see a lot of people that they don't understand that the toll that that pregnancy actually takes because a lot of people handle it with so much grace, so much peace, and they share the fun times. 
y'all know, excuse me, y'all know I got a, 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 a freaking group home over here. So I've seen the pain that it caused in, in, in walking. I've seen the back pain that it creates. I've seen the, the, the mental things that it does, but I also seen the love that it creates for a child, the protection it creates. Like, like if it was easy, it wouldn't be the same level of care. If it was easy, it wouldn't be the same level of protection because now it's like I went through all this. You best believe I'm going to do my best to make sure that through these growing pains that I produce the best thing that I could produce. But men are not allotted that because we don't go through that physical pain um, and we are we are by society supposed to be tough. And if you mention you are hurt or you are bothered in, in regards to things like that. The, the societal response is you a man like you trying to take away you trying to take away from uh, uh, the, the, the pain that a woman goes through. And that's not the case. My baby died. My baby. Like. I know it's a, I know this is a, a 50 50 exchange, but my child, my child died like 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 I held my child like. In my arms like that. You feel me? And I'm supposed to just be like, all right, cool. Like that don't, you know, fine. Uh, I didn't I didn't cook the baby, so I'm not supposed to feel that way. But it's a growing pain. Because I have to learn from that. I have to learn how to express, hey, I'm really hurt behind that. That really affected me mentally because as a man, you 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 feel like and everyone tells you you're supposed to be the protector um, and the provider. But this situation you had no control of. But as a, like my body doesn't feel like that. My body feel like I didn't protect my child. My body feels like uh, uh, I got to keep fighting. I got to keep doing these crazy things. I got to keep going by these crazy rules to be a part of my oldest daughter's life. I'm not allowed to be weak. I'm not allowed to, to, to see that. I'm not allowed to analyze. I'm not allowed to. To be myself like I have to I have to spend my life fighting. And growing through growing pains. But for me, it's like I'm tired. I want to be able to live life. I want to be able to be at peace. I want to be able to do things and love things and enjoy things and not have to deal. But I'm trying to get to the next phase so I know the pain is inevitable. Like I know the pain is inevitable. And so that's what I'm trying to translate to to my sons. Don't ever think for a minute that life is easy. It's not. You will have days that you were able to go and it be good. But once you get to a certain level of good, you're going to be tested to be able to move to the next level. You, it, It's life. It's life. I, I, I'll never forget. I'll never uh, forget football. I initially played football because my brother played football. And I had to go through the growing pains of, of, of understanding, like, Am I doing this for me? Do I like do I really want to do this? Um, or am I just doing it because my brother's doing it? And I remember first year tackle, boom. I said this before, Ted, uh, Dederick and, and Tim, like when I say they had me like in the blender, like, I mean, I don't know what was going on. And these was my guys like we had like we had all been friends 
So I remember like Timothy like hit me so hard. Then Detter hit me so like they was killing me. And I was like, man, I don't got time for this. Like the pain wasn't worth it for me. And I, I remember I remember like, man, I quit. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like the first year. And I remember my dad cussing me out at Victory Park right in front of concession stand. Like had no no care of who was listening, no care uh, what it would do to to me, like emotionally or anything. I remember that to this day. Uh, uh, Taco was seven, eight years old. I'm 38 years old. Wait, I'm 39 years old, I think. And I remember that. But I took that as a growing pain because that next year I went out and I never not started ever as from that from the next year that I went out and I started going crazy. I never not started, but that was rage. Like all those years of football, that was rage. Because my dad was never going to talk to me like that again. I was never going to be hurt, but I needed that pain to understand, all right, I'm not the best this year, but I got to figure out what I'm doing. I got I to gotta figure out how to get to that next level so people will understand that I'm not the one that you're just going to push around. Like, I'm not the one that you're just going to be disrespectful to. And I've had to go through that in life. But that pain is always like it doesn't matter what I've done in my life, relationships, my my uh, issue with the kids, uh, losing Kennedy, going through the situation with my oldest, um, with my oldest daughter, like family, like it, the pain is inevitable. You can either. Take that pain and let it put you down and you start, you know, just catering to people just because you don't want to feel that pain, just because you want to appease them. Or you can take that pain and learn from it and understand that you have to be who you are supposed to be. Regardless, I say all the time, if it's not done out of hate, if it's not done with malice in your heart, it does not matter what people say to the things you do. I will always stand on that. I will always believe that as long as I am coming from a place of peace, how you interpret it is on you. And I accept that that I accept that my way as well. If I am interpreting something uh, incorrectly and you are not stand up enough to tell me that, yo, that's not the intent, then I'm. I have no choice but to accept it how I accept it. And for me, I'm I, I'm not about to be confrontational with you because I'm not going to purposely alter my peace. So I isolate. There were times that I 100 percent needed people and I asked the simplest things of them and they could not do that. I will never rely on them again for anything. I had to go through the pain of of understanding that. I also said before, it's a growing pain. Like when 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 I first became a single dad and like I was nervous. Like, bro, I I don't know what we about to do. Like I I have been uh I have been a child of a single parent, but I had never like I didn't start this journey to be by myself. I'm not trying to have a uh, uh, hella baby moms. Like that's not what that's not what this was about. My intent in life was to have hella kids with one person, period. That was it. But life throws curve bars at you and you deal with what you have to deal with. Right. But when I first became a single dad, I was scared. I didn't know what to do. So I'm going through the motions like I'm, I'm um, I remember I went from 
I got to protect my kids. So I went from this this helicopter parent, like uh, Papa Bear, like everything was just rah, 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 just in protection of my kids. But then I started realizing if I'm the only one here, I have to teach them nourishment. I have to teach them uh, 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 love. I have to teach them uh, kindness. I have to teach them peace while also teaching them how to protect themselves. So I had to I had to go through that pain of it first. I had to go through it. And the lesson was, okay, they know that you will protect and provide for them. They know that without a shadow of a doubt. But do they know that you'll nurture them? Do they know that if they get hurt, they can come to you? Do they know if they're confused, they can talk to you? Do they uh, know that if they need help, they can come to you? And so I had to go through that pain of feeling like I was alone and, and, and being confused and not knowing what to do. And I had to suck it up. And so I started learning how to cut hair. I started learning how to sew. Um, I had already known how to how to uh, how to braid hair. I already known how to do hair, stuff like that. Um, I started getting really good at cooking. You know, I started getting really proficient at cleaning up um, because I had to show them that because in my mind. A person like me who I, I all I wanted to do was be married and I ended up divorced. I, I, I never wanted a baby mother. I ended up with a white with an ex-wife and a baby mother. And the idea that that could happen to my kids without preparation, I'm going to be I'm going to feel bad. I don't want my kids when they find themselves in situations. I don't want them coming to me being 100 percent clueless of the situation. I want them to be aware of everything that could possibly go wrong and right that I could think of so that when something happens or when they're going through something, I'm just the 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 push, right? Because they have the thought, they have the idea. I'm just the push that encourages them and let them know you're you're you are correct in your way of thinking. You are correct in this in this situation. You are wrong in this situation. But, you know, if it was me, this is how I, this is how I would look at it. But I want them to be prepared because I wasn't. But that growing pain is 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 necessary. So that pain that I went through is being a single dad and not knowing and not understanding. Now I'm preparing my sons for both. Yo, this is how you treat your wife. No matter what, this is what you do. This is how you this is how you behave, yada, yada, whatever. Uh, this is how you treat your kids, whether you have a woman there uh, like I. I whether you have your partner there or not, this is how you treat your kids. You have to be able to do everything in the event that, you know, you lose a partner via relationship is over and they don't want nothing to do with you or uh, death or whatever. This is what you do. But that pain that I went through is going to push them a little bit closer that they don't have to deal with certain things. It's certain things that they're going to deal with regardless it's going to they're like they're going to grow up and they're going to have their their own growing pains that I know nothing about. And all I'm going to be able to do is say, son, come, come, come lay your head on my shoulder. Come talk to me. Come, come tell me how you feel, because I've never been through that. And I don't know how to get you through that. But what I can do is we can learn. We can learn how to get through it together. Like we can learn how to get through it together. Like it's simple as that. 
we get to these situations and we 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 want to be comfortable, we want to be cool and we avoid pain because of the fear of the unknown. For whatever reason we're scared of what's on the other side of pain and sometimes the other side of pain is greatness. But because we want everything to go smooth and we believe that everything is supposed to go smooth in our life, we don't move forward. We hold on to people that continue to hurt us because we don't know what it's going to be like by ourselves. We hold on to these friendships that uh, completely are disrespectful and, and, and talk shit and do this. And do. we hold on to these friendships because we don't we don't know what it's like on the other side of that loneliness. But it's inevitable. Everybody's not meant to be on this journey with you for the full ride. And that's something that I had to learn by myself. I had to learn that through going through trials and tribulations. I lost so many friends when me and my ex-wife divorced. And I didn't even I didn't do anything. Right. So many friends. On the assumption that her word was true and what she had been saying about me. I didn't bat an eye to correct the situation. I didn't bat an eye to even defend myself because I was there. I know what happened. And for me, if you love me and know me and you just chose to take anybody's word and disassociate yourself with me, it was necessary. You're not meant to be on the journey with me. The pain of getting through that made me very aware of how I present myself to people and what I'm willing to give myself, uh, give of myself. Because you'll give all this love and you'll give all this kindness and you'll be there and you'll you'll do all these things feeling like you're being a good friend and the whole while like that. It could be over at somebody just mentioning something that is a lie about you. So the growing pains are necessary. I don't fear what's on the other side of pain. Um, I've I've had friends that I thought was going to be, you know, that had been friends since I was a child that I no longer I no longer speak to. I thought it was going to be difficult to get on the other side of that. But no, I'm, I'm still breathing. I still have to go to work. I still have to do my business. I still have to be a parent. I still have to just do the things I'm supposed to do. It's been a relationship that I was so scared to be on the other uh, other side of. Just out of the fear of being lonely, out of not having number one to talk to, to communicate with as an adult. I've been there. I had that fear. I had to experience that fear. I told y'all many a times. It took me two years to get over my ex. That fear of being alone itself would, is what kept the relationship going is what kept like, like, and I don't even want to disrespect her, but kept all of my relationships going. The fear of being alone. So it's like, you going to, you can do whatever you do to me are going to do to me. But in my mind, I'm like, damn, you don't see that that hurts. But the fear of being alone made me stay silent because the moment that I, the moment that I spoke up, the moment that I stood my ground is the moment the relationship was over. The moment that I reacted, the relationship is over. So we have this fear of being on the other side, which it, it keeps us in a place that we don't belong in. I always talk about this. We are in these emotional spaces that we don't belong in because we scared. And so the growing pain that comes with being alone. Romantically, 
being alone without your kids, being alone without the friends you thought was going to be there your whole life. Like the growing pain that comes to that, it builds a stronger character. It allows you to become who you are supposed to. It allows you to sit on that island and have free time to not only break yourself down of who you want to be, but to break down your morals and, uh, uh, excuse me, break down the morals in yourself and in the people you want to have around you. It allows you to, to, to make a friend because that friend is offering something to you that you can't offer yourself. And you are also offering something to them that they cannot offer themselves. Like it gives you that opportunity, not just, Oh, we grew up and went to the same school together every single year. And then, so we cool. It gives you that opportunity. Um, one of my things is, cause I, I hear, I, I, I hear the, uh, what you bring to the table, right? And what I hear, whether a male, uh, whether a woman or a man says that, what I hear is fear, right? The fear of being open enough to trust that someone's going to bring something to the table that's going to help you. For me, I'm not concerned with what you bring to my table because my table is already set. What I'm concerned about is that you make sure that whatever it is you bring to that table, you bring you a takeout container so you can fill yourself back up because I'm going to give you what I take. And I want you to be able to take what you give me. But that comes with going through things that comes with understanding life that comes with being able to say to yourself, I am not good at this. I don't have this in my repertoire and this is what I need. And yeah, I'm willing to learn this, but I don't have it. And if I'm going to be with somebody in a relationship, I need them to come with that. Because I got all this, but this is missing and I don't know what what I need to do to get this part. But also the person that you are choosing to bring to your table. Let me rude about it. When I ask you what you what you bring, I, I want I want to know what you're going to bring and I want to know what you want to take because I might not have that. So I want to be able to tell you up front, sweetheart. It's awesome. We're great friends, but I don't have what you need. So I can't fool with you. That's where I'm at in in. And my mental space as a result to be in a relationship. It's no longer just, hey, the sex is good. You can cook. No, 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 no. I need more than that. I need to know when 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 I don't feel well, do you know what to do? When you don't feel well, do I know what to do? How like do I do I know how to love you how you need to be loved? Do I know how to be a friend? How like it takes those growing pains to learn that about yourself. So when you are asking someone what are they bringing to the table, you are prepared to say, hey, this is what I'm offering at my table. Would you like to join it? I don't care. Make sure you bring a takeout plate because we're going to trade. We're going we're, we're gonna, to whatever you bring. Trust me, put that on the table and whatever's on my table that you need, you take it off respectfully. But you have to go through something to get somewhere. We have to stop being fra- afraid of 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 after the pain. We have to be we have to stop because we're going to stay in the same exact place, which is our comfort zone. And and that's whack. 
I don't want to be in the same place financially, emotionally, spiritually. I don't want to be in the same place for too long. I want to be there in the amount of time needed for me to learn what I'm supposed to learn, gain the wisdom that I'm supposed to to gain and, and move to the next day so I can start trickling down that knowledge, that wisdom, that passion, that love. This wasn't like this when I was little and not because my parents were incapable of it, but I just really feel like they're just a few generations removed from so much chaos that none of this crossed their mind. None of it, none of the compassion, none of the just understanding, none of the allowing your, your, your kids or, or your friends just to be who they are. Like everything is, is, is built on what society says it's supposed to be, uh, be built on. And it just doesn't work like that. Like we have to start being human. And I mean, human beings. Not what the what the Internet says, not what society says. We have to start being able to learn from our mistakes like pain does not always like pain shouldn't always result in in violation. Meaning if if you hurt me and, and I experience pain, it shouldn't always uh, be a, retali- uh, a retaliation thing. It shouldn't always be all right. We about to fight because sometimes pain is necessary. Sometimes somebody could could do something painful to you and it can be completely out of love. Sometimes the truth is very, very painful. It's not meant to hurt. It's not like like the truth is not there to to hurt your feelings, but sometimes it does hurt. And we have to we 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 got to move from that. We got to we got to grow from that. Like growth is, is needed. Like I don't I don't know how many times that I could it could say that for whatever reason pain is what creates the a lot amount of growth. Like in no matter what we do, no matter how we slice it, that's just the the thing in life that it just sucks. It just sucks. Because if you go back to. If you go back to, you know, if you want to look at it from a biblical standpoint. It was getting whipped in the Bible. Pharaoh was going crazy on them because they didn't want they didn't want to be slaves, but they had to for whatever reason. You go back to slavery like the, the pain. It took the pain for for things to escalate. It took the pain for new inventions. It took the the failure of all these invention, uh, inventions for things to become what they are today. It's all pain. It's all chaos. It's all confusion. It's all hurt. But it's necessary, unfortunately, to get to the next level. It's necessary. So I look at, uh, I look at the things that I went through this year and I'm telling my son and He's just looking like in awe because to him, I've been good. Yeah, I've been mad a little bit. I've been bothered. Um, But I told him, I said, this is a clinic on growing pains. I'm not going to respond every time I'm hurt. I'm not going to lash out when I'm bothered. I'm not going to scream because there is a disagreement. I'm not going. I'm just not. 
I'm going to take my time and I'm going to analyze because I need to figure out the lesson in what I'm doing or I, I need to figure out the lesson in that pain and what what is the next level of where I'm trying to go before I respond. Because like I said, there's lessons in pain. So if I respond, if I respond out of arrogance and out of frustration um, to what someone has said or done to me without trying to really figure out what the lesson was, I could ruin that for myself. I used to be a person of let's fight. Or I used to be a person of immediately I'm cussing you out like, in the middle of the altercation, yada, yada, whatever, just, you know, that's just life, right? Now, I'm not doing none of that. I'm not arguing with you because I'm, I'm looking for the lesson. I'm looking for the lesson. I might never talk to you again after the lesson is learned. That might be the lesson that I shouldn't deal with you. The lesson might be that you are not a fair person, that you don't care about anything but yourself. That might be the lesson. But there is a lesson there nonetheless. And the key is being able to know when to to immediately respond and then want to just chill. I'm telling you, the best thing that I could have ever done was start really focusing on my peace. Even before the situation with either of my daughters, even before um, the divorce, even before like all this, like I just felt it in me that it was time for me to start caring more about myself. I started having a bunch of health issues, uh, mainly with my heart um, and possible side effects from the stroke, but things were just getting worse. And I'm like, nah, I got to really figure this out. And as I'm searching for peace mentally, and I'm going through these, these, uh, pains, uh, in my heart, in my head, just in my body in general, but I'm still searching for peace. It, it was such relief as these things start healing. As I start reducing my stress, the pain started to reduce as I start going further into isolation from uh, a learning from the pain that I was going through that I was allowing people in my life and people around me to cause. And I was uh, inheriting whatever they was going through. As I start isolating, that pain start going away. Like I told my son, I don't pers- I don't have drama. Like when I'm here and I'm at work, and uh, I go from work and I come down to uh, do the pod notes, write a poem like I don't have drama. I don't bring nobody drama. I don't back talk nobody. I don't do none of that. I'm a chill person. But it's the impact of me that allowed people around me and to be people's ears and and stuff like that. And I'm not talking about um, like as a result to this podcast, I'm talking about people who are just like that. Right. I start realizing now I got to use my powers for good. So I got to get on my podcast and be open in my emotion. I got to let them know, yeah, they can talk to me. But again, just like I said, when you come to my table, because I feel like me opening my DMs is me inviting you to my table. I'm inviting you to to my table in hopes that I have something on there that you need. 
but also in hopes that you're going to bring something that you know that I need and then that we can we can grow together, not romantically or anything like that, just as people. I say all the time, I'm not a therapist. I'm just person going through it and I'm just offering a help that I was looking for and couldn't get. So, yeah, I'm still a little bit off. Yeah, I still have the depression. Yeah, I still go through the anxiety. But guess what? I'm getting up and I'm trying to help and I'm trying to fight and I'm trying to be the uh, the the ear, the shoulder that you guys need. And I'm hoping that you guys are being the ear and shoulder that I need to for, for us all to get through it. I know how people look at you when you have something going on mentally. I used to be one of those people. I'm telling you, I have my aunt, rest her soul, my uncle. We used to look at them away because something was wrong with them mentally. There's a certain stigma that comes with that. And I know because younger, that's how we were. So as an adult, I know that we don't have the space that we need. I know if we're not super rich and um, connected to nobody. People don't really care about mental health. I know TikTok makes mental health and ADHD and all that type of stuff look like it's a trend. But it's people out there really suffering from this stuff. And I'm one of them. But the pain that I go through and the lessons that I learn, I want to share them with you all because we can get through it. We can like dead ass. We can get like as long as we are up and breathing, there's a, that we have a chance to continue fighting, continue being ourselves, going through it, whether we need medicine, whether whether we don't need medicine, whether you uh, can handle it recreationally, whether, you know, you have to do both. Whatever, we can get through it. But it's important that you not be afraid of the pain of understanding it. It's important that that you 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 don't let the fear of the unknown get to you. You have to be able to 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 see who you are. I know it's corny, but one of my favorite parts of uh, Black Panther is when he was getting the brakes beat off him and. He got hit in the head and he looked back and all he saw was his mom. And Angela Bassett was like, show him who you are. The reality of that and the way that that hit me. I have to be myself through pain, through chaos, through love, through hurt, through bad relationships, through good relationships, through family fights, through arguments with my kids, through bad days at work, through uh, bad business days, to bad poetry days, to, to just bad days in general. I have to be who I am. I have to be. And I wouldn't be the father, the poet, the entrepreneur uh, without the pain. I wouldn't be, you know, peacefully flawed. We believe that you have the opportunity to get to the darkness, like, or get to the light. I wouldn't be that without the pain. The lessons that came in hurt, the lessons that, that came in confusion and misunderstanding, the lessons that came with all the things that should have tore me down. I wouldn't have been able to be who I am today without those growing pains. I wouldn't be able to sit here and, and talk to you guys if I wasn't conditioned 
enough to fight through this. One thing about me is I'm not just going to lose off rip. You might knock me down. You might knock me off course. You might, you know, I might be a little bit weak at the knees. But one thing about me is just, it's not going to be that easy. I'm not a person who who gives up. I'm not a person who um, is afraid. I'm not a person who uh, fears pain. It hurts. It all. It, it's going to hurt. It's always going to hurt. Sometimes good stuff hurts. You have to be aware of that. I just want you guys to know that fear will hinder you from living the life that you were meant to live. The pain is necessary for you to to grow. Without pain, there is no perfection. There is no idea of perfection. There is no um, there is no greater push than the pain that comes from chaos and confusion. I'm sorry that that's the way that life works, but that is the way that it works for eons. That's just what it been. Pain breeds perfection. I want you guys to um, think about that sincerely. I want you guys to understand that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity to get to the light. I love y'all. Be easy.